You are listening to Mommying While Muslim Podcast, where hosts Uzma and Zeba share their personal stories of mommying in a post-9-11 world. This podcast is designed with the Muslim American mom in mind, so grab a cup of coffee and pull up to their table. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mommy Well Muslim Podcast. This is Osma Jaffrey. And this is Seba Hassan. We are still in January. The doldrums of January <laughs> started to kick in, girl. So how has your week been? It's been a very, very good week. I haven't uh, done much except read, catch up on more reading, and try to finish up my Enneagram stuff because that was part of my reading. Oh, that's so you? fun. I have to hear what your Enneagram. What is, I'm a what three. Are you? I'm a three. You're a three. I'm a two. You're a two. Okay, so I'll have Which to look Which is the helper. The I'm the achiever. Oh, yeah. See, I'm not achieving anything, okay? I just like to help uh, other people achieve their dreams. That's what I like to well, do. Well, then you're achieving. I promise you. You're. I think everybody's yes. an achiever. I just, that's my primary, apparently. So I'm trying to figure out my wings and all the other weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, you need the so. two wings and how do you do it. Oh, and good it's gravy. So fun. I love it's it. It's a lot. It's a lot. So It is a lot. We'll figure that out. But how's your week been? You know, it's my baby girl turned 16, Happy sweet birthday. 16, um, which is always really fun, right? Um, and it's so funny because, you know, when I still remember my 16th birthday, like it was yesterday. I don't know about you. Like we went to Olive Garden. I knew who was there because Olive Garden was fancy for us. It was a fancy okay? restaurant for us, guys. Yes. It was a fancy, fancy mm-hmm. restaurant for us. And it was so cute because omicron and all that we couldn't really do anything so i asked her i'm like what do you want to do for your birthday and she was like i remember you telling me that you went to olive garden and we should go to olive garden and i was like honey olive garden is gross so we will not be doing that i don't care Um, man i still love olive garden i don't care what snobs say olive garden is is a place so gross especially when you we have like authentic italian restaurants i'm like i would much rather do a authentic Italian restaurant. So we actually didn't end up being able to do anything for her birthday, sadly, because of the snowstorms. And you know how it is, like the threat of snow in DC ends up canceling everything. So we have been home since then. But I do have to say, I love, she's my best friend, as you all know, my only girl. And You know, we really, as she's getting older, it's sad, you know, because we're still talking about the older mama, older mamas this week. But I love the crazy person she's becoming and I love watching it unfold. So our soapbox today is about an investigation that the Council on American Islamic Relations, and I'm sorry, it feels like we've been talking about them pretty much every Mm -hmm. week, but because they are bringing to light things that you wouldn't ordinarily read because, you know, mainstream media just doesn't want you to know about it. Um, Basically, they're talking about, and it's not funny, absolutely not. There was an incident last year where uh, a drone strike that was approved by the Pentagon ended up killing 10 civilians in Kabul, Afghanistan. Seven of them were children. Um, And it was reported as this grand victory against ISIS. And it turned out they struck the vehicle and home of a man who was a humanitarian aid worker transporting Mm -hmm. jugs of water. Oh. Yeah. They killed a humanitarian worker by accident. 
and reported it as a successful ISIS hit. And then, oh, Afghanistan fell. Oh, boo-hoo. We were saving Afghanistan all this time. No, you weren't. This is just one example of many, many, many that um, the Department of Defense and the Pentagon have sold us as Americans, using our tax dollars, by the way, mm-hmm. to kill civilians across the country, and then we boo-hoo crocodile tears and say, oh, because we were there, they were safer, and now that we're leaving, the women have to wear burkas. Shut up. They will happily wear burkas if you will stop killing their goddamn humanitarian workers who are trying to get them water and actual aid and not killing them with drone strikes. You're telling me that you can kill a man in a wheelchair in an alley in Yemen with a precise missile strike and you're going to accidentally hit 10 civilians, including seven children? B.S. B.S. So everybody that approved at the Pentagon this particular act is being called on um, by CARE National Deputy to um, be fired and held accountable for war crimes because this was one of many, 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 many war crimes. I'm sorry that I sound especially passionate because I just got off of a phone call with somebody and we were discussing U.S. war crimes in the world. And this was one of many. And they have done this not just in Afghanistan. They have done this in Pakistan. They have done this in Yemen. They have done this all across the world. And then they sit and they cry and say, why does everybody hate America? Well, this is why. All right. So cut it out. Don't use our tax dollars and don't open up our country to any more acts of retaliation, whether U.S. civilians are abroad or at home. And that's our soapbox for today. Man, you're just putting it you out hear the there. fire hear the you fire do, i mean I'm i mean uh, first of all thank you so much for letting us all know and i definitely appreciate this but i'd like to know which friend were you guys talking about random war crimes with and <laughs> that is just is that like a typical monday for you as that's because a typical that's every day for usma joffrey stress, yes, we're talking about u.s war crimes on the daily out. yeah so cia you if you're listening sleep. i'm on to you well, that's why she doesn't sleep, everybody, because she is looking up this news for us and letting yes. us know. And thank you so much. We're going to have that in our show notes. But, you mm-hmm. know, we are continuing this month's of adult Muslim kids series. And trust me, I have learned so much. Um, and we have Aisha Jalali. She is a broadcast journalist out of Houston, Texas, an old friend of no, not an old friend. Uh What's, what's a friend another? from the past? We need to a stop saying from, older moms. I know, stop saying moms old. of older kids. We are young. We are young and we're we're awesome. Okay, she is one of um, Uzma's oldest friends from her childhood. She has affectionately coined her crew the six pack. I love it because that's how many children are under her care. Mashallah, half of them are adults. One is already married because I mean I need to hear about that. And Aisha (laughs) has all the experience of raising who uh, raising the kids we want to hear about. And I am really excited to have her here because girl, I need help right now. Welcome, Aisha, and welcome to Mommy and Well Muslim. Assalamualaikum. It's going to feel really weird calling you Aisha like a grown-up, but I'm going to do it, all right? Because we, we all know what your pet name is. Everybody in H-Town knows what your pet name is, but I'll call you Aisha because we're going to be grown-ups. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit about your kids, whatever you're comfortable sharing about them, and a little bit about your momming philosophy because I know I'm going to share with the audience what one piece of advice you told me that changed my life. Um do I have mommy and philosophy? I don't really know. I'm just hanging on by a string, doing whatever I think is right. I don't know. So, um, yeah, you're right. I have a six pack. I love it because I'm like, I'll never get a six pack. So I'm like, yeah, I have a six pack. She really has a six pack. She's lying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they are, um, if you don't mind telling, if you don't mind me telling you their ages, 23, 21. I have to think of, you know, I number them. 
Oh, you know, literally sometimes I'm oh. numbering them. Oh, yeah, that was number three. I'm like, oh, my God, they have a name. Oh, okay. that's awesome. My oldest is 23, 21, almost 20 next month, inshallah. Um, 18, so it's actually four adults. Um, Mashallah. 13 and 11. Oh, I love it. Baby. That's crazy. Um, crazy. Like I said, I don't really have. I don't. I don't know. Um, they don't give you a manual on how to raise kids, much less multiple kids. And what I've realized is, and I know it's the same for you guys. All six of them have completely different personalities, mm-hmm. <laughs> completely differently. And then you kind of go crazy. And then you're like, Yeah. Oh my God. So this worked for this person, but then if you did, if you say it for this one, it's like. Why would you say that to me? You know, things like that. So anyway, we can get into it as we get into it. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah. So my just roll with it. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> I, I, first of all, I love the roll with it. But I do have to say you probably with the experience that you have, even though all of them are probably uniquely different, you you have probably this, at least for me, I have this calmness to know like, okay, it ultimately ends up working out okay or the way that it's supposed to do you ever get to that point or have you gotten to that point or you're still like oh my god they're driving me nuts um no I think you're right I think at the end of the day I always know kind of like a lot always sort of takes care of me somehow Mm -hmm. I'm okay you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um yes am I go through tears and and, and 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 some yelling and some whatever, but you're right. Yeah, I do think, I think there is something in there in the heart that always leads to, okay, I, we're going to be okay. It's a little bit crazy, yes. but it's okay. Bella, we're, you know, so yeah, you're right. Well, I do want to share, since I gave a, a little tickler and now people are going to be like, what is that piece of advice? I think I had, at the time, I think I was pregnant with my third and I had two t- basically toddlers and I was in Houston for Eid, and you were like, listen, I was like, how do you do this? Like, this is insane. How did you do this with so many kids, mashallah? And at that time, I think you had five. Did I? And I think you might have had five. And uh, you were like, listen, just don't yell. Yelling doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you used to yell. I was screaming like a banshee at them all the time, yeah. like oh. cussing at them, you know, because I, I just I had lost my mind. And you were like, don't yell. And literally, the, and I didn't apply it right away. Okay, I did have three when I started implementing it. And it was like night and day, mm-hmm. night and day, like in in the way they behaved towards me and the way I felt towards them. I was like, oh, my God, Aisha was onto something, man. Like she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> well, it's funny, though, because how did I learn that is by making that mistake over and over, mm-hmm. to be honest, you know, um, yeah. yeah, it's interesting because I can write a book on what not to do when it comes to parenting. Yes. Certainly when it comes to homeschool because we homeschooled half our kids or whatever and we made every mis- homeschool mistake out there. Um, oh, wow. but, but yeah, I mean, I, I at some point, because I remember I was just yelling and just, and then I was like, I am wasting my vocal cords <laughs> my mm-hmm. level, and they're not getting anything out of it. So that's got to stop, you know? And yeah. sure enough, it did, you know, help, you know, situation yeah for sure so that was all that was in my wheelhouse so like the only thing I could fall well I mean that's something right like and honestly learning what not to do is Mm -hmm. also a tool in your toolbox right And, and a lot of people don't realize that it's also a tool in your toolbox like okay 
if I don't do this, if I don't do this, maybe this will happen. And the fact that you like, we're all like, you're an experienced mom, and you're still you're learning as you go along. That really should be enough to tell people, guess what, we're all learning as we're going along. We're trying to keep these kids alive as best (laughs) as we can. And if they turn out into decent human beings, consider that a success. You know, like just call it a day and consider consider it as a success. And you know, and having a six pack, first of all, it and with that huge age difference, mm-hmm. right? Like, how, what are some of the things that you learned and you're willing to share with your older set that you can apply or have been applying, um, in addition to not yelling with your younger set? <laughs> um, you know, interesting. Okay, so first of all, <laughs> like my kids are totally get this from their mom. I am an oversharer. So I kind of have to be careful, but there's, oh my God. You know, sometimes like kids say something that they really shouldn't have. Like no one needed to know that particular, you know, whatever piece of information, but you want to go ahead and say it. And I'm like, oh my God, there's just overshares. And my husband's like, uh, yeah, what do you think they get it from? (laughs) (laughs) I'll say when it's comfortable, you know, um, I think, so I found myself because they're so different. Um, my second one is the the helper, the second mom, and literally the person who she sees that I'm tired. She makes me jive. She does the laundry uh, uh, single handedly. I have oh, other kids, and not a goddamn one of them know how to freaking do the laundry, except for her. You know, <laughs> started working or when she started training, because, you know, all of them are athletes and whatever. Like, if she's too busy, okay, then the laundry process. So, point being, I found myself um, comparing them, you know, and I'm yeah. like, why can't you just be more like mine? Why can't you be like, you know, like, why is it that she actually sees some the dishes and decides to do it instead of me having to tell you to do it, you know? Um, yeah. But I realized that that wasn't working, you know? Mm-hmm. It's making them feel worse. And I mean, honestly, I'm probably, it's just so natural. It's it just mm-hmm. natural yeah. to just be like, oh my God, I don't need to only just depend on her to do, you know. Um, um, but I knew, but but it, it certainly backfired. Like it didn't, it didn't help comparing them. Um, so now, like with my younger ones, um, my son is actually have five daughters and then only the boy cooks. Okay. Oh, <laughs> like, like he loves it. He enjoys it. Um, and so I was like, Oh my gosh. So my youngest, I'm like, Sakina, why don't you ever cook? Like, you know, so I was like, Oh, nope. Stop. Oh, don't stop do that. it. Yeah. So, um, for sure. That's one of the things like, don't, I love that. Don't compare as much as it's sort of so easy to do. It almost comes out naturally. Like, oh, seriously, dude, like, you, you know, Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and they actually have mentioned it, you know, they're like, I'm not Fana. you can't compare me to, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, you know, but I just like what she does. Can you just do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just do that one thing. <laughs> like her, you know what I like. And, you know, um, and to be honest, and in that they, I don't know what happens, but you sort of let things go more with the person who helps you more, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take the same. They get a pass. And then you're kind of like, we have, I don't, I don't know what the word is. Not even more sympathy, but I just, she cares more, it seems, cares as far as household and whatever, that you're just like, well, she does do so much so she can get away with a little more, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong or it's probably wrong, but at the same time, I don't know, that's sort of, 
naturally happens in your heart and you don't really want it to, but then you see it happening and you're, I don't know. It's, 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 well, you can love all, I always say, I love all of you the same, but sometimes I like one of you more than the other. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And it just happens, right? Because like, like you said, right? If somebody is coming and sees you and it's like, Hey, can I help you out versus being more, more of a pain, you're going to naturally be like, more warm yeah. mm-hmm. and more fluid with that person. So that's totally, I mean, that's normal. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, I, I've actually, I know that you said, oh, go ahead. No, I was saying, I've actually said those words. Listen, I guys all, but I kind of just like her a little bit. More right yeah. <laughs> right now. Just right <laughs> it's now. A temporal thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's important for people to understand, um, you know, as a mom of multiples, like you had a pretty good example growing up too. So maybe telling folks a little bit about your family background, whatever you're comfortable with, um, and how, you know, parenting these multiple personalities, not these multiple, these different personalities in one household, where you learned that from, some of the biggest takeaways that you got from that source, and, you know, how you incorporated a little bit of yourself and your individual experience in that mommyhood? Um, So that's a great question. So, yeah, so we come from a family of five siblings. And um, my parents always, I mean, they did, I'm, till this day, I asked my mom and dad, I'm like, what did y'all do to make us so close? Like, 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 you know, we mentioned, um, I was on a sibling trip, came back last week, and some people looked at us like, y'all don't take trips together as siblings, you know? And I think, yeah, so I always look back. So my parents did something that allowed us to just sort of stay close. They never... Honestly, I never remembered them. Well, I take that back. My older brother was a golden child. Okay. But he still is. My trainer is still the golden child. But but there was no, you know, there was no jealousy in that at all. And I think because I believe it's because my parents really instilled confidence in all of us individually. And they forced us to go out. And they forced us growing up to volunteer and they forced us to do things that we didn't really want to do but we just had to like go to Dawa's so parties like with my parents and we we're like we're gonna be bored to death but they forced us so we made us stay together um you know how now like the kids are like well I just don't feel like going and yeah they're like okay well too bad you're going you know kind of thing and I just remember growing up um oh my gosh road trips road trips are okay I man I hated them I love them and why me too as we were in a 1984 hoop tee squished together five kids uh-huh no seat belts of course <laughs> of course but i mean i'm telling you and i tell my husband this like till this day because he hates road trips and i love him but i'm like that is the reason we stay close you know well mm-hmm. you know um but yeah but like taking like i i think from like my parents sort of first of all they really instilled just this confidence in us if you notice all of our personality me and my siblings oh yeah these are i mean we're kind of big mouths right you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we're kind of loud it, they're all over shares <laughs> <laughs> um, but i do think that because they really did do some like instill some confidence so i wanted to do the same like for the kids so i always force them to come with me to volunteer i don't care what you're doing since they were mm-hmm. kids you know and force them to yeah yeah um you know, so my dad always had family meetings. Okay, we would have like walnuts and almonds, and we'd crack them, and we and he'd be like family meeting. You know, we would have those randomly every month, and we'd have game night and that. And I did that too. 
you know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, my God, mama, <laughs> you know, um, and then actually even more recently with their phones, I'm like, no, no, uh-uh, put your phone away. Nope, we're going to talk, we're going to talk, you know, we're going to talk. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, guess I did take, take, take a lot of things from, you know, from them. So. Yeah, that's absolute. I need to get those on the calendar. Those family meetings haven't been working for us because I'm not putting them on the calendar. I know. And it's even harder when they're adults and they all yeah. have jobs and yep. they do, you know what I'm saying? And so you're yeah. like, and you're working again, you know, because we're like, come on. So we got wellness to crack together. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, I'm I'm guessing that you know we've we've talked about mom wars and like mom petitions and all anything we can put a mom on it that's negative, you know. But this is like for real. How did you deal with that one? And are you still dealing with that as the kids are getting older? So to be honest, I don't think I've ever really dealt with it. You know, it's funny because even if someone did, let's say, criticize or wasn't sure, like like. All our kids are athletes, and we, I mean, they were beat up, bruised, coming in because they did taekwondo, one did gymnastics and soccer, and taekwondo, is, it's, it's rough, you know? And they've come in, how can you let your kids, you know, how can you let your kids get beat up like this, coming home with bruises or whatever? And I'm like, listen, man, it's making them tough, okay? It's making mm-hmm. them tough, you know? They didn't die, you know? <laughs> and, and I'm joking, but, but seriously, like, they're, I mean, it honestly made them a lot tougher, and so... I just kind of ignore it, you know, and then just be respectful and just kind of ignore it and be like, you know, okay, well, I'm just going to do my thing, you know, and the thing, it, the interesting about that question is like, I think with my, with our family is we weren't a typical brown house. We're not a typical brown household, you know, um, we, like I said, our, we knew we forced our kids to be athletes. And in fact, there are sometimes, and I'm sure people won't agree with this, but there were sometimes where they just wanted to quit. But we knew that they had it in them. And we've had, I would know several people, family even, that's tried something and then because they had a rough day or because it was just too hard, they quit. And that's fine. That's fine for you. But that wasn't going to fly in our house, you know. And mm. so we just, um, yeah, we, we, we never let them quit. And despite what others said out, out there, we were like, well, you know what? We're going to just do our thing, you know. <laughs> and I, like, I love that. I don't know if that's... Yeah, and those girls can kick ass, I'll tell you that. That's awesome. Um, so you, you've you talked about, I don't know what kind of a mother-in-law I'll be, but you sort of are a mother-in-law, so tell us what that's like. Oh, my God, listen. Okay, <laughs> they're like, oh, my God, your sauce, sauce is, is yeah-in-law. And I'm like, I know mother-in-law, homies, okay? Like, I'm like, <laughs> they just me like crazy. I was literally in denial because I was like, uh-uh. I don't know why I know mother Um, yeah, man, you know, it, it's, oh my God, where do I even begin? So it's very interesting to have, so she still lives at home. My, just so y'all know, like, um, she's 23 now at 22, I think 21, almost 22. Um, we got her nikah done, right? And, um, to be honest, I wasn't on board with it. I wasn't because... I just felt like she's too young. So my husband, very traditional, sort of strict, and you know, he did it for the sake of Islam, and he didn't want the kids to- Halalifying the relationship, yeah. (laughs) 
fact that he was like, oh, I'm going to mess up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, they're good kids. And he was just like, before, look, they love each other and we should get their nikah done. But my hesitation was, I know my daughter and I don't think either of them are mature enough. Even though they're living at home, you know, and they weren't going to, because we wanted her, the reason is um, because we wanted her to finish school, which Alhamdulillah, she mm-hmm. did in May. She graduated and he graduates this May, I believe. Inshallah. Mashallah. Um, but I just, I was hesitant because I felt like they, she wasn't emotionally ready. Like, it's a whole husband. Like, it's, it's a nikah, but it's freaking marriage, you know? <laughs> and it's funny because I just don't think I was ready. I, I wasn't letting go because, meaning I still had her at home, but I wasn't ready to let her go. Like, yeah, my heart was, I had a really hard time. Like, oh my God, she's going to be a, somebody's wife, but that's my baby, you know? Especially because, I mean, sweet. They're all like, well, mama, you're my best friend. Well, you're my best friend. You're my, you know. Um, and I'm like, is Amaya still going to be her best friend? Because now, <laughs> now it's going to be him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, but then now I have another kid, almost. You know? yeah. like I have this son-in-law who's great, mashallah. And just, you know, um, that that we have like a whole new person in our life that, Mm-hmm. My son Musa doesn't have any brothers, and so that was great, right? Like we're yeah. brother, and um, yeah. So it, it, it's uh, oh man, it's it's rough. It's weird. It's 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 so many emotions. There's just so many. Yeah, I wonder what's gonna happen when she actually leaves. When she moves out with him, what are you gonna do then? I don't. Know. <laughs> right? Why, why are you always trying to be a a a, a Debbie Downer? I'm like, don't okay, push it. Like, what's gonna happen? Because I, I feel her, her. enjoy. <laughs> I'm like, I, I feel that pain of, you know, all the responsibilities that come with partnering up with somebody. It's like, you don't want your kid to be, I don't want my kids to have that responsibility. All right. I got mad once I got married. I was like, why the hell did y'all want us to do this so bad? Like, yeah. this is hard. It's hard. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, marriage is hard. And so it's like, are you ready to deal with marital issues and et cetera? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like... So, you know, of course, we out in my house, obviously, and, and everyone's out, you know, we try to pray five times, we pray five times a day. And we're, you know, we try to do these halakas after Maghrib and stuff like that. And I'm like, is she going to do that? And is he? No, I, I, I personally think that you're going to have these worries regardless. Ma, being a mom doesn't ever end, right? Even mm-hmm. with your adult children. And, and that's kind of what we're hearing right now is it never ends where we're constantly. But the but but. But perhaps being a mom in the background, there's a little bit of icy, you know, there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel because the truth of the matter is if you've provided the foundation for them, even if even if the, we've heard some stories from some of these moms, the kids have strayed away, but then they came back. And then if you provide the strong foundation, the kids will always come back and even if they don't follow your family traditions a hundred percent they're going to take a little bit of what they have and maybe even add their own spin which could be this amazing thing for the next generation and you could say i started that so like how fun is that going to be our lives don't look like the lives that our parents led right and our immigrant parents I know. It's, it's very different yeah so they're probably like, you are too weird of a brown girl. Like, don't live that. Like, live our experience. It's like your experience was different than your parents, too. Because mm-hmm. your parents grew, you know, raised their kids back home. So, of course, every generation is going to look different. Somebody posted a quote today by Plato. 
don't raise your children as you were raised because every generation has its own trials. Yeah, mm-hmm. very true. And I was like, Plato said that? Because that sounds like a hadith, man. And, and like, it, it, interesting, my, I'll just tell you a quick story real quick. That's okay. Um, yes. My oldest at her job, okay, um, and I hope I'm not, well, anyway. So at her job, they asked her to work at urgent care center, right? And it's like last year, two years ago, whenever it was. And at her job, they asked, did something happen with the electricity? And it couldn't get fixed till the next day. So they asked them to come in on a Saturday. They just asked them to come in on a Saturday for whatever reason. And she and my son-in-law tripped out. Okay. Um, so listen. <laughs> How dare they? How dare they ask us to come in on a Saturday, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, and I'm honestly, like, just baffled. Confused. <laughs> right now wait it's it wait do you know life like i guess but i think this is the way this maybe it's not but i think this is the way the generation thinks how dare they ask us to come in on us and then i'm like wait, wait hold on that's your employer um you didn't your electricity went out or whatever the case was something wrong with the water line whatever it was pipes so they were like makeup to, well they can't just throw that out what if we had plans blah 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 you cancel your plans. And you would change your plans, kids. <laughs> what plans can you have as a 22-year-old or whatever? You know what I'm saying? That are so... Oh, come on. We were 22, Aisha. We had plans. <laughs> I never had Saturday, plans. come on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Zippa did it. She probably had a, a prenatal appointment. <laughs> I, I probably did. That's my problem. <laughs> I mean, I was honest. Did I race this? Like, this... I, and so I had to really sit down and talk to him and be like, well, but hold up. I, mean, I didn't talk to him. Yeah. I just talked to my daughter. And I was like, listen, hold up. I need you to understand something. This is life. This is yeah. workplace reality. This is not, no one's taking advantage of you. Y'all aren't entitled to where you can just pick in whatever schedule you want. But now I just was like, well, okay. Did I just mm-hmm. do everything wrong as a parent? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to teach them, right? So the one of the things we say, we're like, in this house, we love you. We adore you. But you walk outside of that house, nobody oh. nobody likes you, okay? <laughs> and we just say that. Nobody, it, because you're Cares. not, yeah. you're, you're just like, it, it's a, exactly like that. Nobody owes you anything. You're not entitled to anything. You don't have, you, you don't get to, you know, make whatever decisions, all, in this house, it's very different, but it is a very hard thing to to actually teach teach it because there is this new. It's a very new thing because you know mental. My kids can take mental health days at school. Mm. What? Okay. If How they many don't days feel like do they doing, get? They get a couple as many as they need. Granted, we're in COVID time, so it's a little bit different. Okay. So liter- the other day, literally, I heard my son say, "Oh, I'm just going to tell." He just didn't want to do the work. Yeah. Okay, but he said, "I'm going to tell my teacher I need a mental health day." Wow! And I said, and you I just heard ratted him, your son out, on and a I just said, what if "His you teacher know, listens." I, well, I'm sure. <laughs> and no, but he ended up doing it, right? Because okay. I said, "You're not." First of all, there are people that legitimately need those mm-hmm. mental health days. When you might need the mental health days at some point, so why are you going to waste it because you're lazy? Mm. 
That sounds like it's literally deja vu. So you're trying to tell us it's never over? I'm sitting here thinking, I'm counting down the day for my like oldest he's 18, to go to college. He's the <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because he keeps trying to threaten a gap year. And I'm like, hell no, you're not getting a gap year. I need you out of the house as soon I, as possible. And I, But you're trying to tell you the worry doesn't end. We're always going to keep doing it. Mothering doesn't stop, for God's sakes. No. What are we going to do now? And I mean, it depends. So here's the thing. It depends. Now I'm sad and depressed, because, Osma. Because <laughs> it wasn't my soapbox that I, did it either. <laughs> darn. I have the type. It's a blessing. It's a blessing, but it's also I'm. It's a blessing, but I'm tired. I have the the relationship I have, especially with my older daughters, is two a.m. Mama, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah. Okay, I'm just ready to go to sleep, but sure. So I mean, that's the thing. So the 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 blessing in that. So you you know we're joking and saying it never ends, and it doesn't. But the blessing in in it is that they're I, still coming to I, you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure, and I sometimes I really just say it's only through Allah's mercy. I I really mm-hmm. feel in my heart it's just through Allah's mercy that He allowed me to be so close to my daughters, like to the point where they pretty much almost yeah i don't know i mean maybe not everything but i mean what i think right is they tell me everything and to where don't tell your dad don't tell my don't tell dad about don't tell abu about you know and i'm like okay okay um so like i said so i appreciate that um in fact i think my sisters uh, a couple of my sisters are are i have a twin and my younger sister that y'all know but they're like god your kids tell you everything my kids don't tell me anything you know and so i have to look at that and be like you know Okay, thank you, Allah. Like I, I, I love that. As much of a headache as it is, as much and sometimes, <laughs> I mean, listen, we're Muslim, and our generation is like not prude, but we're you know, oh conservative. yeah, yeah, you know, conservative. Yeah, like we are. We're, we're talking. We're about to start our sex series, okay? And I'm yeah. still a prude at 42, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, sex, you know, and they're like, mama seriously and I'm like okay fine you know and 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 to that point I wasn't that parent that knows their passwords I don't know their password yeah I don't either you know and but when they when I allowed them to get Instagram which I think was probably I don't remember how old they were so one day I'm like let me see your Instagram account I think they were 14 you know and I'm looking and they're liking that's when you see doesn't do it anymore but Instagram used to tell you on one side like what people like what they like and they were liking dirty jokes and these things and like just weird things. And I'm like, and they weren't bad, bad, like not dirty, but dirty not uh-huh. mean. Like, I'm like, hold on, do you even know what this means? Kind of exactly. in my day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. And that was like a hard, almost transition for me. Like, okay, oh my God. So they're old enough now. Okay, so now, so I think like I, uh, like Alhamdulillah, I've always, so I asked them about it and I was like, they're like, mama, you know, whatever. So the thing is I didn't scold them. I didn't like trip out. I think some, I think some immigrant parents especially don't really understand. And so they'll mm-hmm. like, what the hell is this or whatever. So I really tried to be like, okay, look, cause I need you to still talk to me and tell you. Mm-hmm. And so I never really, whatever. Um, but it just takes you back a little bit. like. Mm-hmm. My God, okay. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we got to a point where one of my kids, I'm so close to, she's kind of teaching me some things, okay? Uh-huh. Oh my uh-huh. gosh. So, you know, and I'm like, oh my God. What? Is that what that means? <laughs> oh, yeah. Certain things that I'm like, oh, dang, that's so bad. Um, so now we're kind of still ten, ten, send each other dirty jokes. And, you know. Oh my God. <laughs> I tell the entire world all the dirty jokes I know, and this is probably 95% true. 
Uh, all the dirty jokes I know my mom taught me. No. What? Oh my god, that's that. Mommy Joffrey got a dirty mouth. Oh, my. and I know she listens to the podcast. Sorry, I mean the world knows. <laughs> the world knows now, Auntie Annie. The world. It had knows to come from somewhere. Now. Okay. <laughs> that's a real cool auntie. So I hope she's listening. So on that note, you mentioned something really important. I think it's this: if we hadn't been American Muslims, we would have tripped out. Right? So immigrant parents would would have tripped out because they don't know any better. But on the on the other side of that, on the things that they don't know about, that can be dangerous. So like just last night, literally last night, driving home, had the radio on and there's a song about, you know, something about a cucumber. And I was like, oh turn that God. off right now. <laughs> Omer's like really quickly he like turns it off because he hears it too right and like my two older ones start laughing in the back the two younger ones have no idea what's going on and so the little guy's like asking whoa whoa what and so number two is translating for him what the cucumber's about I'm like can you just stop like you don't need to teach him that right now that is okay yeah and like he's like laughing they're rolling on the floor but I know had it been switched and I was in the back seat my parents were in the front seat they wouldn't have even known to change yeah. that cucumber. Yeah. Exactly. Why well, can't you I'm, do that to I'm a cucumber? That parent. Did you know? Like, I just <laughs> learned about that stupid song, Watermelon Juice. Watermelon oh, Sugar. Watermelon Sugar. I didn't know. And Zara was like, Mom, you know what this song's about? And I'm like, Oh my God. So I, I'm that person. <laughs> I actually don't know. <laughs> oh. We'll talk, we'll talk about it offline. <laughs> that might make it into our show notes for next week. But. Oh, I'll talk to you about it off. No, but it's it's a it's a beautiful journey that you get to do that. And I mean, I at least feel blessed. It sounds like you have a really good relationship with your daughters. Michelle, Michelle. I feel like at least I have one because I it's the same thing. I feel like my sons, I'm close to them in a very different way. Like our relationship has definitely like it's a weird thing because it went from he was like they were my mama's boys and now he thinks he has to help take care of me and I'm like what you still are like a baby and you're perfectly fine you know what I'm saying like it's it's a weird transition whereas my daughter like today I'm literally wearing this over it because I was walking out of the house and my daughter was like uh yeah so your shirt is see-through and it's not a cute look and she just called it out and I was like okay fine for her making (laughs) me feel so bad about myself um but I love that you know and and it sounds like you're you're learning and you're growing and I I love I absolutely love that so the question I had for you right now is like as, as your daughters are getting married and they're changing how do we I don't know how to say this like how do we parent them when they're now individually adults you know and and that is I think the harder like you said it's a little bit harder to let go how do we start that letting go evolution as they're becoming their own autonomous individuals the evolution of our um mom daughter has now become a friend friend you know and more than anything i Feel, okay, so I'm still parenting as far as, um, hey, can you guys please do the dishes? I mean, can you just help in the house? Or dad's coming from out of town, like he was out of town, let's clean the house, etc. You know, things like that. But as far as the more bigger issues out there and the more bigger parenting sort of things out there, I almost feel like I wait for them to come to me, you know? Um, and some yeah. and some don't. And so I, you let go. But I'm so when I see something, 
that's a little bit peculiar or if I see that they're off, you know, or they're just kind of snappy and stuff, mm-hmm. like, ah, something ain't right, something's wrong, something happened. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, did you get bullied? Someone bully you? Oh, I like how your mind goes there, <laughs> you <know>? poor thing. Because <laughs> you know you got two other sisters that can karate chop them. <laughs> no, or I'm like, okay, you know, what happened? Or did some boy break your heart? You know, because, you know, kind of thing. Um, um, so if I if I do notice those things, otherwise, I sort of let them go. And they do their thing. And if I see something, I say it, say something, or I wait for them to come to me. Because that. I, love uh, I realized that if I, and I did start sort of asking too much and sort of harp, harping on them. And they're like, seriously, mama, like, you know, you have other little kids. <laughs> you need to call me that, by the way. <laughs> okay. But I mean, and I say this and I live by it. I would way, way rather deal with toddlers and potty training. I had four. Yes. I had four little girls under five years old. And it was, I don't remember anything. They're like, when did I take my first step? She, I'm uh, making up stuff. When did you leave? <laughs> what are my first words? Hell if I know. <laughs> I literally make up everything. What was my first word? Oh, it was Nana. You know, I mean, what, yeah. <laughs> way rather deal with that than them being older. Because oh, no. emotional headache that you love and appreciate but it's it's taxing on you, you know. And I yes. think when I was reading some of one of the notes is how do you deal with with it, you know, like for yourself because you know, for years it was all kids, kids, kids. kids. Yeah. And I never. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, when I did start focusing on myself, oh now Mama's changing. What's going on with Mom? You know. And I'm like, no. You, and then I had to actually under- explain to them, like, guys, listen, everybody has a journey, and right now, like, you know. If I need to be good for you, I need to be good for like I have to I help myself, or else I can't help you because you guys are emotionally taxing, man. Yeah, and I appreciate it, Michelle. I really do, and I know you need me. Like when I was in Argentina for two weeks, a little under two weeks, first weekend, Mama, you need to come home, Mama. <laughs> Mama, Abu's driving us crazy, Mama. Please, I. <laughs> I'll be back, Michelle. Like you know. um, it's it's okay, but and, and so one of the ways, and you probably know this was my is man, I work out and I love it. She does. And when I started, to be honest, and I, actually my husband hired me a trainer, and I'm like, like six years ago, and I would try to say, but anyway, I appreciate it. It is like my sanctuary. Working out is when I go there, I feel better, and then I yell way less. Even the kids know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do even yell at us anymore? You know. Um, <laughs> we kind of miss it. <laughs> just calmer you know and so some people deal with different ways I, i'm not the person that gets facials i wish i was or massages i, I need to be that person i'm not lying i'm, I'm that person she is that person every time i have a good talk with the girls i just I, and they leave and we just whatever or if they're honest with me i just do i, 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 oh, I yeah. just do and i that's one thing um my husband and i had started doing years ago and I just drop down and just thank a lot. And, I, and then I start making yeah. do like, oh my God, who are they going to marry? You know, whatever. And are they going to be okay? And whatever. But that is one thing that I just, in my heart, I feel like it has helped. Like, I, I don't know. Why. Yeah. I had talked to a lot, a lot in my car. Yeah. I was probably like, really? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Again, Aisha? <laughs> <laughs> but I do. But it makes me feel better, you know? Yeah. yeah. Make me feel better. So that's just, I know it's kind of dorky. So what I'm hearing from you is 
embrace the chaos, right? You know, embrace the chaos, pray, give thanks to God every single time that they come to you for things and recognize that we're learning as we're going along. And quite frankly, self-care is really something all moms, whether you have kids under five, under five, or in your teens, or over having, 25, or over oh. 25 self-care is very I, important. I didn't realize the importance of self-care till I was like probably I'm 47 right now, so probably like 42. We, we have this concept of it's a selfish thing, yeah. not recognizing that it's actually the most selfless thing you can do for your family yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, taking care of their health oh and i i'm living proof of that for sure mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i felt like i was just going crazy but then finally when i honestly focused on myself even just like a walk outside you know yes like and you know it's interesting like we always of course when you have a big family you grew up with a big family we have a huge i mean my literally my parents are down the street my in-laws are down the street my sisters are out everyone's close but i like being alone now that's so funny because everyone thinks I'm an extrovert, but I love being alone. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wake up at 4.30 every morning to so I can be by myself. Because <laughs> that's Otherwise the only the time starts, I get. Yeah. Then yeah. it all starts. But, you know, we, we've loved all of these. Like we're, we're going to have so many little like presents to be able to hand to people. And I definitely appreciate it. Something that I'm looking forward to. Hopefully my kid is not getting married in college because I've already told him I don't think that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> well, I for, for I feel like for boys, it's a little bit just that, that I'm trying to be mm-hmm. sexist. But I tell him, you have to be willing to put somebody else's needs before oh. yours. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I already know. He is not there yet. So (laughs) mama will be taking control of that for a little bit longer. But Aisha, I am going to, we're going to do rapid fire right now. And I'm so excited because you are an overshare. So I'm very much excited (laughs) to hear what's going to, what's going to come up. First thing Um, off the top of your head. It has to be the first thing off the top of your head. And at this point, don't worry what your kids think. Hopefully they'll they'll embrace it. If you could change your name, and it sounds like you do have a little bit of a nickname, to anything in the world that you'd want it to be, what would it be and why? Oh my gosh. What a question. Huh. Didn't you ever watch Seinfeld? Come on. Yeah, I know. I know, right? It's funny because everybody has an art vandalite. I know. Mm-hmm. We're always like, um, oh, art vandalite. That's what I have. <laughs> you know what? I can't think of anything, but for some reason, off the top of my head, <laughs> so stupid. I'm, off the top of my head, you know what I'm thinking, Sasha. <laughs> Ooh, Sasha, like Sasha Ew. Fierce. Oh, I love it. I love that. Well, Sasha some people Chihuahua. have that, right? Like it's like this. It's your alter ego to be able to. To, to have that confidence, you're naming something. So I love that about you. And we're going to start calling you Sasha. <laughs> if you could spend a day in somebody else's shoes, what would it be? In somebody, who would it be? Who would it be? A day in someone else's shoes? Um, I, I would, it's definitely going to be sports related for me. Um, I would like to be like one of the trainers for the NFL. That's what. Ooh. Yeah. And time with the athletes. I want to help the athletes. Um, I want to watch like them perform and do their thing and train them and run their metrics. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I would do. I would be their trainer, but for like a whole nother reason. I so, know. Yeah. <laughs> 
whole that's a whole that would have no data would have nothing to do with that i could that's make it whole, data friendly <laughs> that is so, so so i this is the last question what was the last thing that you did that made you feel extreme happiness extreme happiness huh huh i mean well so i did just get back from vacation so Mm-hmm. <laughs> the last thing that I did probably is um, going to see these glaciers at the bottom of the south. Aww, and it was phenomenal. And it's like wonder the world. And um, in Argentina, it's Glacier Perito Moreno. And it's fascinating. Like, it's just it's incredible. Um, and I couldn't be more happier for so many reasons that I was blessed enough to leave the kids. In good mm-hmm. hands, you know, alhamdulillah, with my husband and come that I was able to afford to come, that my brother actually helped me, <laughs> you know, um, plan the whole trip, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's so many reasons. And then just to witness Allah's beauty, like, I just... Miracle. And, mm-hmm. you know, circle of life, I was a broadcast journalism major, but a geography minor because I had a professional oh. that was so amazing. And literally, almost you know, 25 years ago, whatever, we learned about this glacier, and I was like fascinated by it. And I was like, I wonder, I, I never thought I would ever see it in person. Oh, that's great. And so I was like, you know, I mean, I was fascinated by it. I studied it and my like one whole course was just um, South America, right? And when I'm there and I'm looking at it and I'm just kind of doing zikr to be honest, cause I was just, cause, cause it's just too overwhelming. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm looking at this thing that I saw in a textbook years ago. I, you know, probably that's the happiest recent most recent i love that i love it i just went on that journey i know i was like (laughs) i went on that journey with you i went on that journey i feel it i love it i'm like trying to feel excitement over a glacier i'm just getting it off of your face i'm getting excitement off your face (laughs) massive tool the eyes can see okay and literally it's so big and rarely happens we're on the boat i kid you not and it sounds like what is it thunder thunder sounds okay a huge Mm -hmm. piece fell down and it was and i'm so silly because my i was snapping at that moment but on my mug i was like blah 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 nobody wants to see that but i happened to see in my snapchat the guy behind me go <gasps> like this and then i hurried up and took it back so i caught the very end of it and oh. and they said it rarely happens but then it kind of got scary because then we're on the boat and we're like seeing these waves like a tsunami mm-hmm. um i mean immediately my first reaction was okay Where's the lifeboats? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, am I gonna make it back home? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it was just yeah. The whole experience was just, it was phenomenal. Subhanallah, that's awesome. I love that. That's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing all of those experiences from Argentina and from your last 23 years of parenting. I got to tell you, there's so much that I incorporate from your parenting journey just by hearing about it Mm -hmm. in my own family. Like my kids know all the prophets just because of the prophet song that you're first heard every single night as a lullaby. Like the whole um, just not yelling thing. Like I said, that was life changing. I just absolutely adore you from afar. And, you know, I idolize you. And I'm just so glad, so, so glad that you came here to share your nuggets about how to raise your six crew into adulthood. And I know you're doing some hands-off and you're doing some hands-on, but that's motherhood, right? Yeah, I know. For the perpetuity of our careers as moms. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzman Momming While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. 
make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Mommy Wall Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.